0: Not anything but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us in the Word of God to begin with in the book of Joshua, Joshua chapter 1, beginning at verse 1. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, "Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses." Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Verses 1 through 9, Joshua chapter 1. Then looking in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 to 12, tell us these words. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtain a good testimony. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and through it he being dead still speaks. By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is according to faith. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out, not knowing where he was going. By faith he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he waited for the city, which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. By faith Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past age, past the age, because she judged him faithful, who had promised. Therefore from one man, and him as good as dead were born as many as the stars in of the sky in multitude, innumerable as the sand which is by the sea shore. Verses one through twelve, Hebrews chapter eleven. Father, thank you once again for the wonderful and the blessed gift of your word. Thank you for the opportunity we have of being able to open your word every day and hear from you, hear words of counsel, words of blessing, words of power, words of encouragement, words of joy, words of strength that will pour into our minds, our hearts, and our lives, words that flood our lives with your grace, peace, and mercy in greater measure. More and more, Lord, help us to grow in our understanding of what a gift, what a tremendous gift and blessing. Your word is to us. Help us to be faithful to read and meditate on your word daily, diligently. And help us, Lord, also as parents and as grandparents to do our part to help and to have and encourage our children to get into your word every single day so that they, too, can receive the blessing, the grace, the strength, the encouragement, the light that flows into their lives as they, too, read the word of God. Lord, more and more open up our understanding, our eyes, our our minds to the great, great gift your Word is to us all. We thank you, and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray, amen. Thank you again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Rick Robertson is our producer. Rick is going to share a word of prayer with us at this time. Father, we come to you today, and we have grateful hearts, Father. We're not thankful enough, but we are thankful, Father, for your great kindnesses to us. We're thankful for how refreshing It is to read your word and through your Holy Spirit, how it cleanses us and refreshes us. Forgive us, Father, for drifting away from that, from um, drinking from the broken cisterns of this life. God, you're so kind to us. You're so merciful, so quick to forgive. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Rick. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. As always, we appreciate you being a part of our Listing family, my email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. And if you'd like to get any of the prayer resources, the prayer tools, or the discipleship resources, remember, we like to send them out. We're glad to send them out. It's a privilege and a joy to share them with you because they're tools that can help strengthen and encourage you and your family on your dis- your journey as disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ in the work of discipling your family. That's what they're for to do the work of both evangelism and discipleship in your home. But remember, don't forget to forward them and send them on to other family members, to co-workers on the job, fellow church members, uh, saved and unsaved, because, again, they're meant to be ministry tools to not stop in your own home, but to share them with many others as the Lord leads you to. So, again, simply email us, joseph at afr.net. We're glad to share the prayer tools and discipleship resources that we do provide. Today we're looking at the topic, Genesis, the book of beginnings, and we're looking specifically at the book of Genesis, and keep in mind, in the Word of God, the book of Genesis is a powerful book. It's a unique unique book in many ways. Now, keep in mind, amongst other things, basically, the, the name Genesis basically means beginnings. And of course, Genesis is a book of beginnings, but note too, it's powerful to think of this Every first chapter in every book is important in it because God uses that chapter to introduce that book to all of us. Well, you know, of course, the book of Genesis is the book that, uh, obviously, Genesis chapter 1 introduces us to the book of Genesis. But Genesis chapter 1 also introduces us to the whole Bible. And remember, amongst other things, The word of god god's god's word is an autobiography now you might think how in the world can you think of the bible as being an autobiography well actually it's pretty clear the bible the author of the word of god is god our heavenly father now he uses about 40 or so secretary he used about 40 or so secretaries to write the word of god but god is the one that inspired every word of the word of God. it's a book by God, about God. The Word of God is Jesus, and Jesus is the Word of God. And so from Genesis to Revelation, you're reading an autobiography, a book by God, about God, and God continues to introduce himself to us. And more and more we come to know who Jesus is and his personality through the Word of God. And so as we look at the book of Genesis, Genesis is the book God uses to introduce the whole Bible to us. And what a powerful way in which God does it. In the book of Genesis, we find out about the beginnings of our world and our people. Now, remember, it's not about the beginning of God, because God has no beginning and he has no end. But it's about our beginnings and the beginnings of our uh, us as a people and our, our, our world as well. And so, if you were to ask yourself the question, or if you were to hear this question, what if God wrote a book, would you read it? Well, the fact is, God did write a book, and it's called the Bible, and we have the privilege of reading it. You know, we live in a world where people read lots and lots of things, but the most important book in all of the world for you to read is the book written by the creator of the universe, the precious word of God. And God introduces himself in the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 1, beginning at verse 1. So we start now here, picking up Genesis chapter 1, starting at verse 1. In the beginning... And let it divide the waters from the waters. Thus God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. And God called the firmament heaven. So the evening and the morning were the second day. Then God said, Let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place and let the dry land appear, and it was so. And God called the dry land earth and the gathering together the waters he called seas, and God saw that it was good. Then God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb that yields seed, and the fruit tree that yields fruit according to its kind, whose seed is in itself on the earth. And it was so, and the earth brought forth grass, the herb that yields seed according to its kind, and the tree that yields fruit, whose seed is in itself according to its kind. And God saw that it was good." So the evening and the morning were the third day. Then God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs and seasons, and for days and years, and let them be for lights in the firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth. And it was so. Then God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. God set them in the firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. So the evening and the morning were the fourth day. Then God said, let the waters abound with an abundance of living creatures and let birds fly above the earth across the face of the firmament of the heavens. So God created great sea creatures And every living thing that moves, with which the waters abounded according to their kind, and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters in the seas, and let birds multiply on the earth. So the evening and the morning were the fifth day. Then God said, Let the earth bring forth the living creature according to its kind. Cattle and creeping thing. And beast of the earth, each according to its kind. And it was so. And God made the beast of the earth according to its kind. Cattle according to its kind. And everything that creeps on the earth according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, And God said, See, I have given you every herb that yields seed which is on the face of all the earth, and every tree whose fruit yields seed. To you it shall be for food. Also to every beast of the earth, to every bird of the air, and to everything that creeps on the earth in which there is life, I have given every green herb for food. And it was so. Then God saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was very good. So the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Verses 1 through 31, Genesis chapter 1. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession as today we're looking at the topic Genesis, the Book of Beginnings. We'll be right back.
1: i Jacob Dunson
0: with amazing. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. We're looking at the topic today: Genesis, the book of beginnings. And one of the things, our truths, I want to share with you, and challenge and encourage you to consider is regularly. It's great to read Genesis chapter one, verse one, the chapter we just read a few moments ago. Often because it reminds us of the majesty and the power and the greatness of our Heavenly Father. Of course, obviously, God does things that you and I can't even begin to imagine doing in many ways. And he's God. He's the creator of the universe. He's not just simply a great man. He's God. He is the creator of all people, all nations, all things, all objects, all animals. He created everything. And so in many ways, it's helpful to know that, The book of Genesis, obviously, it's the book of beginnings and it's the book that God uses to introduce himself and his word to us. And Genesis chapter one introduces the book of Genesis to us uh, as well. So keep in mind, though, Genesis is unique in many ways in that because it tell it answers many of life's biggest questions, many of life's toughest questions as well. You know, just like you think of many of the questions that people sometimes ask, um, where do we come from? Who created us? Who created the world? Who created the universe? What is the purpose of life? What is the what is my individual purpose as an individual? Well, you know, God's Word, the precious Word of God, answers all of those questions. And again, the book of Genesis answers many of them, if not most of them, all by itself. But the fact is, again, Genesis, again, simply introduces us to the Word of God as a whole. So, as you read Genesis often, remember, it's a fascinating book, a powerful book, a wonderful book. It answers many questions. Now, the fact is there are many questions that we may have that some of which, if not many of which, we may not get answers to till we get to heaven. But the fact is Genesis does answer many of the biggest questions in the Word of God. So, again, our encouragement to you is, often read Genesis chapter 1 and parents let me say this too our encouragement to you is to often have your children to read Genesis chapter 1 verse uh, chapter one as well have them read it out loud to you and understand this whether they're glad to read it for you or whether they don't particularly want to do it the fact is typically all children will have some powerful fascinating questions after they read Genesis chapter 1. And whatever age they might be, uh, from the age of just being able to begin to read, and of course you you work with the children on the level they're at, but they, they, whatever level they're on, but allow them to begin to read Genesis chapter 1. And just, in fact, I would encourage you, write down the questions your children ask, because you'll probably, if you keep them for a period of time, you will treasure their questions, but also... Children ask wonderful questions, great questions, questions that also will cause us as adults to ponder as well because children have a wonder about them, about many things, and especially about God. That's a beautiful and a great thing. So write the questions they ask down. And remember, if you don't have the answer, it's okay as dad or mom to say, I don't know, but let's try to find out. But God's Word is a book of answers. Well, again, keep in mind, when you think about the, the idea of God's Word and specifically the book of Genesis as being a book of answers, again, it answers many of the great questions of science and the great questions of life as well. Well, what else would you expect from the author of The Creator of the Universe? He's all-knowing, all-wise, all-powerful, and he would have answers that no one else would have, of course. Again, some of the other questions that may come to mind about that, that we can draw answers directly from God's Word— is, for example, where do we come from and who created us? Well, of course, we were created by God and we come from God, as Genesis chapter 1, actually chapters 1 and 2 help us better understand. Well, in answer to the question, who created the world? Well, God did, as Genesis 1 clearly points out. You know, we didn't get here by random chance. We were created by a benevolent and wonderful, blessed Creator and Heavenly Father who loves us with an everlasting love. Well, the question, who created the universe? Well, again, God did, as Genesis 1 points out to us as well. What's the purpose of life? And, of course, the purpose of life is to know God and to serve God. And Genesis chapters 1 and 2 help draw that truth out as well. Well, one may ask, well, what is my individual purpose? Well, keep in mind, Genesis helps to answer that question as well as, Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, which tells us, Seek first the kingdom of heaven and its righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Our purpose is to seek the kingdom of God. Our purpose is to, dis- to discern, to come to learn and discern God's specific call on our lives and fulfill that call. Well, in re- with regards to the question, how did sin come into the world? Well, the devil tempted, tempted man to sin. And man gave in to sin and temptation, and he rebelled against God. And we find that out in Genesis chapter 3. Well, who is Jesus Christ? Well, of course, the Word of God lets us know he's the Son of God. And, of course, he was there at the beginning with God as well. Jesus is eternal, as God is eternal, as the Holy Spirit are eternal as well. But also we find out not only in the—we learn about Jesus not only in the book of Genesis, but the Gospels introduce us wonderfully to Jesus as well. Uh, for one to ask the question, well, how did God provide a remedy for the problem of sin? Well, actually, God even lays out the, be- the beginning of how he would respond and bring salvation in. Again, he says that in the book of Genesis as well. He sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to live, to die on the cross, to pay for our sins. He rose from the dead three days later and made a way for us to be saved. But God began to int- begins to introduce to us his plan of salvation, even in the book of Genesis. And of course, uh, there are many other questions that are answered by the book of Genesis as well. So I wanna take time now to look at another chapter, uh, Genesis chapter, uh, specifically chapter two, which further shares more insight about creation. And as we look at this chapter again, uh, keep in mind, it continues to answer more questions we may have about God and His creation. Genesis chapter 2, beginning at verse 1. Thus the heavens and the earth and all the host of them were finished, and on the seventh day God ended His work which He had done, and He rested on the seventh day from all His work which He had done. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because in it He rested from all His work which God had created and made. This is the history of the heavens. And the earth when they were created in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens Before any plant of the field was in the earth and before any herb of the field had grown For the Lord God had not caused it to rain on the earth and there was no man to till the ground But a mist went up from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living being. The Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground the Lord God made every tree grow that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life was also in the midst of the garden and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now a river went out of Eden. Now a river went out of Eden to water the garden and from there it parted and became four riverheads. The name of the first is Pishon. It is the one which skirts the whole land of Havilah, where there is gold, and the gold of that land is good. Delium and the Onyx Stone are there. The name of the second river is Gihon. It is the one which goes around the whole land of Cush. The name of the third river is Hidikel. It is the one which goes toward the east of Assyria. The fourth river is the Euphrates. Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man saying, of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. And the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him Out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field And every bird of the air And brought them to Adam to see what he would call them And whatever Adam called each living creature That was its name So Adam gave names to all cattle To the birds of the air And to every beast of the field But for Adam there was not found a helper comparable to him And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam, and he slept and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, he made into a woman and he brought her to the man. And Adam said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh, she shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore, man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. Verses 1 through 25, Genesis chapter 2. Again, another powerful chapter that it's really good to read often because, again, it answers so many questions and it reminds us of the bigness and the greatness of our Heavenly Father. So keep in mind, the book of Genesis has 50 chapters. It has four main events in the book. Creation, the fall, the flood, and the scattering of nations. Those are the four main events of the book of Genesis. And there are four main characters. Now, not that the others aren't important, but four key characters in the book of Genesis. they are Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph. And again, remember, a key word for the whole book of Genesis is beginnings. In Genesis chapters 1 through 11, basically tells the story of man and the history of of mankind. Again, Genesis 1 through 11. And then Genesis chapter 12 to 50 tells basically the story and the history of the Hebrew people in particular. And the whole book has some powerful stories that teach important insights throughout and about the whole Word of God. And specifically, in Genesis chapter 12, it tells it, chapter 12 really begins to introduce us to this, the first key. Main character that I mentioned, a man by the name of, uh, initially, of course, his name is Abram, but his name is eventually changed to Abraham. And Abraham, amongst other things, is known as the father of faith. And a very important truth found in the Word of God that's a critically important truth. It was important then. It's very important today as well. Uh, A truth that God teaches us throughout his Word from Genesis to Revelation is the just shall live by faith. It's important to know that God calls his people to hear his word and to trust his word. How important that very important truth is. The just shall live by faith. So as we look in Genesis chapter 12, starts with these words, Genesis 12, 1. Now the Lord had said to Abram, get out of your country, from your family and from your father's house, to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him. And Abram was seventy five years old when he departed from Haran. Then Abram took Sarai his wife, and Lot his brother's son, and all their possessions that they had gathered, and the people whom they had acquired in Haran. And they departed to go to the land of Canaan. So they came to the land of Canaan. Abram passed through the land to the place of Shechem as far as the terebinth tree of Moray. And the Canaanites were then in the land. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, "'To your descendants I will give this land.' And there he built an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. And he moved from there to the mountain east of Bethel. And he pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and Ai on the east. There he built an altar to the Lord and called on the name of the Lord. So Abram journeyed, going on still toward the south. Now there was a famine in the land, and Abram went down to Egypt to dwell there, for the famine was severe in the land. And it came to pass when he was close to entering Egypt that he said to Sarai his wife, Indeed, I know that you are a woman of beautiful countenance. Therefore it will happen When the Egyptians see you, that they will say, This is his wife, and they will kill me, but they will let you live. Please say, You are my sister, that it may be well with me for your sake, and that I may live because of you. Verses 1 through 12. Genesis chapter 12. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession, as today we're looking at the topic, Genesis, the book of beginnings. We'll be right back. For Mosaic, the song simply entitled Tremble. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. We're looking today at the topic Genesis, the book of beginnings. And uh, we were reading Genesis chapter 12, picking up chapter 12, picking up at verse 1 once again. Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation, I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him, and Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Then Abram took Sarai his wife and Lot his brother's son and all their possessions that they had gathered and the people whom they had acquired in Haran. And they departed to go to the land of Canaan, so they came to the land of Canaan. Abram passed through the land to the place of Shechem, as far as the terebinth tree of Moreh, and the Canaanites were then in the land. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your descendants I will give this land. And there he built an altar to the Lord, who had appeared to him. And he moved from there to the mountain east of Bethel, And he pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and Ai on the east. There he built an altar to the Lord and called on the name of the Lord. So Abram journeyed going on still toward the south. Now there was a famine in the land and Abram went down to Egypt to dwell there. For the famine was severe in the land. And it came to pass when he was close to entering Egypt that he said to Sarai his wife, Indeed, I know that you are a woman of beautiful countenance. Therefore it will happen when the Egyptians see you that they will say, this is his wife and they will kill me, but they will let you live. Please say you are my sister, that it may be well with me for your sake and that I may live because of you. So it was when Abram came into Egypt that the Egyptians saw the woman that she was very beautiful. The princes of Pharaoh also saw her and commended her to Pharaoh. And the woman was taken to Pharaoh's house He treated Abram well for her sake. He had sheep, oxen, male donkeys, male and female servants, female donkeys and camels. But the Lord plagued Pharaoh and his house with great plagues because of Sarai, Abram's wife. And Pharaoh called Abram and said, What is this you have done to me? Why did you not tell me that she was your wife? Why did you say she is my sister? I might have taken her as my wife. Now, therefore, here's your wife, take her and go your way. So Pharaoh commanded his men concerning him, and they sent him away with his wife and all that he had. Verses 1 through 20, Genesis chapter 12. Father, again, we thank you, Lord, for the many important truths, lessons, and insights that you teach us through the book of Genesis. Thank you for the wonderful gift of the book of Genesis is. Father, help us to grow tremendously in our hunger to want to know you better as you introduce yourself to us through the book of Genesis. Help us to recognize there's much insight, much you teach us, guide us, and help us to grow in our understanding of as we simply read and meditate on this powerful and blessed book. Help us to make it a priority to study this book as you would have us to. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Again, you're listening to the Hour of Intercession. We're looking today at the topic, Genesis, the book of beginnings. And, of course, Genesis chapter 12, that too is a powerful chapter that uh, largely introduces the character of Abram who becomes Abraham, he and his wife, Sarah, in the Word of God. And keep in mind, you know, um, just alluded to it earlier, but Genesis chapter 3, of course, was the chapter that explained how mankind fell from grace, where man sinned, and basically rebelled against God after being tempted by the devil to do so. And man and woman, they gave in and gave into to temptation. And so sin descended upon all mankind through this act of rebellion on the part of Adam and Eve. And yet God is beginning to share his plan of redemption as he introduces us to the character, the gentleman by the name of Abram in Genesis chapter 12. And keep in mind, as I mentioned earlier, one of the powerful truths in the Word of God is that from Genesis to Revelation, God calls His people to trust Him, to put their faith in Him. Again, the Word of God tells us time and time again, the just shall live by faith. And a very important truth and insight for us as believers to grow in our understanding of that's shared with us in the book of Genesis is that we, like Abraham, are called to live by faith. We're to be students of God's Word, believers who read and meditate on the Word of God. We're to believe God's Word. We're to obey God's Word. We're to be obedient people who are studying the Word of God with the goal of living out the wisdom and the guidance that God lays before us in His precious and powerful Word. Well, again, in the book of Genesis, keep in mind, it helps us understand that to understand that God gives us His Word It's up to us to read and study and meditate on it. And we're called to be students of scripture and as we read and meditate on it and as we learn the will of God, we're called to obey. God's word to Abram was to pack up, move his family to the land that he would show him. And Abram heard the word of God and he obeyed. And God blessed him in his obedience. And keep in mind, one of the manifestations of our faith is our obedience. Simply hearing God's word and obeying his word. Because Abram obeyed God, God blessed he and his family. And God sent the Savior of the world through the family of Abram, who was a man of faith, who who heard his word and chose to trust his word as well. The just shall live by faith. That was a truth important in the book of Genesis, and it's important for us today as well. The just shall live by faith, and we're to learn to live a lifestyle of hearing God's word and trusting his word each and every day. Again, Abram packed up and obeyed God, moved to the land of promise. And note, too, his obedience is still blessing his family and the world today. The Jewish people all over the world, of course, are descendants of Abraham. And, of course, they're being blessed as a result of God's blessing upon Abraham and his family as well. Obedience makes all the difference in the world. All of us are called to live a life and a lifestyle of obedience as well. Looking finally then to the final chapter, and again, as I mentioned earlier, the four key characters in all of the book of Genesis are Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph. Again, Abraham's son is Isaac, and then Isaac has twins, Jacob and Esau. Well, Jacob, of course, is the son of promise. And then Jacob has 12 sons, and one of them's name is Joseph. And so briefly looking in Genesis chapter 37, it begins to tell us about Jacob and his sons and specifically about Joseph. Genesis 37 beginning at verse one. Now Jacob dwelt in the land where his father was a stranger in the land of Canaan. This is the history of Jacob. Joseph being 17 years old was feeding the flock with his brothers and the lad was with the sons of Bilha and the sons of Zilpah, his father's wives. And Joseph brought a bad report to them of his father. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children Because he was the son of his old age Also he made him a tunic of many colors But when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers They hated him and could not speak peaceably to him Verses 1-4 through of Genesis chapter 37 And of course you may be very familiar with the story And you may not though But basically uh, Jacob had 12 sons And sadly though Jacob unwisely had a favorite son And he made it very clear that Joseph was his favorite son And his other brothers ended up hating him Beginning to hate him for that And devised a plan to kill their brother But then decided well let's not kill him We'll sell him off, off as a slave And of course Joseph ends up being taken as a slave to Egypt But God's hand was upon Joseph Joseph was a man of faith Who even though he went through great hardship At the hands of his brothers God was with him He trusted God And God allowed him to be brought to Egypt as a slave but by the grace and the providence of God God raised him from being a slave to become the prime minister of the nation of Egypt which of course would be considered one of if not the most powerful nation on the on the earth at that time. Well God raised him up and God ended up using Joseph to preserve the lives of his brothers. The same brothers One day had to come to Egypt for food, thinking their brother Joseph had died years ago, didn't know he was now the prime minister. Joseph takes his brothers through a series of tests, but then at a certain point reveals that he is their brother. Obviously, they're terrified at first, but by the grace of God, we see God's hand mightily upon Joseph in his heart and upon his life. Joseph forgives his brothers And Joseph recognizes that God's hand was upon him to bring him to the place where he could help his people in a major way. Joseph let his brothers know, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. We serve a God that's able to take the most difficult circumstances in life and bring beautiful things out of those. He can take the mess of our lives and make it into a masterpiece as we put our lives in the hand of our Heavenly Father. Father, we thank you, Lord, again for the book of Genesis, the many powerful truths and insights and lessons that you teach us. And Father, amongst other things, you teach us that the just shall live by faith. Lord, help us all to grow in our understanding of the importance of us making it a high priority to read and study your word and to grow and just to develop our faith so that we too will be a people who live by faith all the days of our lives, people who trust you and seek to fulfill All your call upon our lives, all that that may be. And thank you for being a Heavenly Father that helps us to do that. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Hope that you will take time to read and meditate on, spend significant time studying the powerful, blessed book of Genesis. Well, as we normally do, before we end the broadcast, if you're listening today and you know that you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, or you're not sure about your relationship with Christ and sense a need to commit or recommit your heart to the Lord, would you simply pray this prayer today in order to to be saved or to fully recommit your life to the Lord? Would you pray this prayer with me now? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so much that you came to this world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess, I've sinned and done wrong in many ways. Lord, I repent and I turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come anew into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. In your word you told us, Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to live my whole life for you. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you pray that prayer, please get in touch with us. My email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We'd like to email you, share with you some resources and tools that will help you to begin to grow and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord. Please get in touch with us. We hope to hear from you. Again, That email joseph at afr.net Let me share if you'd like to get a copy of some articles that touch on articles we've written that touch on some of the insights and truths we shared about the book of Genesis or related topics. Just email me again. Same email joseph at afr.net one of the articles is entitled, Genesis, Introduction to the Book of Answers, and a few other articles as well. Just simply email us and say, I'd like to get some of the articles about Genesis or related or related topics. Again, my email, joseph at afr.net. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession.